From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are wrapping up our In Her Boots podcast series with Inga Witcher of Around the Farm Table and St. Isidore's Farmstead Creamery, talking communication strategies for women farmers to share our stories. Hear her tips and ideas to present your best barn boot forward when the media come to visit your farm and advice on feeling comfortable on camera from her seasoned experience hosting Around the Farm Table. Inga Witcher is a fourth generation dairy farmer who owns and operates a small micro-dairy in western Wisconsin, turning the milk from her eight grass-fed cows into a raw milk cheddar at St. Isidore's Farmstead Creamery. Inga is also the co-creator and host of the PBS series Around the Farm Table, highlighting Midwestern farms and artisan food producers through education and entertainment. We are wrapping up our In Her Boots podcast series with the lovely Inga Witcher of Around the Farm Table, the show that folks are familiar with hosting and her own farm and this new creamery that's starting. But I wanted to dial in a little bit on on the show and you as truly, whether you want this title or not, but like a spokesperson, a spokeswoman for women farmers, women in organics. And by sharing your stories and sharing the stories of other farmers, we're, we're changing things and things are getting out there. And I know that's such a mission of around the farm table to get these stories out there, but you've learned a lot about communications in the process too. And why, why do you think it is important for women farmers, particularly those of us in the organic world, to share our stories with the media in particular and with the public? I find that most people don't know where food comes from. And I was surprised, but I also grew up on a farm. I grew up around farmers. So I didn't realize that so many people didn't know. 7% of Americans think that chocolate milk come from brown cows, which is just not true. And those are adults that think that. But You would have them it, if that was a, yeah. <laughs> true, right? <laughs> I would raise chocolate. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yep. But it's because, well, because this is our industry and it's, and we should be proud of what we're doing. We should be able to educate people about what we're doing and no one else is going to do it for us. So we need to connect people back with that source of their, the food, back with that farm experience, because no one else is going to do it for us, really. And it's important for our industry. It's important for people's health. And what are some things you've learned personally through doing the Around the Farm Table show on communications, things, some tips, because it can get intimidating if a reporter calls and wants to talk about your farm. Right. Sure, you want that, but... What are some things to keep in mind? So one thing that we really try hard with with our show is to never sort of poo-poo another farm, another style of farming. We are really interested in the small-scale farms, 
organic farms, sustainability, value added. Those are the things that I'm interested in personally. My father, who's the producer of the show, that's what he knows. So that's what we do. But we never try to publicly put down any other style of farming because we don't want to alienate other people. If we were sitting there saying, well, this is the best way to do it, and everybody else is crazy for the way they farm, we're going to alienate a lot of people. So by always staying positive, what did Michelle Obama say? When they go low, we go high. You know, you always just have to get, you have to bring up what we're doing and, and keep it high. And so some things that I found being in the media, being interviewed is if you have a camera crew or a reporter or anything out to your farm, you know what's going to look the best on your farm. They are not thinking about, oh, I want to put her in front of this building because that's going to be a really nice backdrop. And they're busy. And they're busy. <laughs> they're thinking, okay, I've, yeah, exactly. I've got 20 minutes to do this whole thing. That's a really good Let's point. Let's just stand here. And you don't want to have a compost heap behind you that's not looking great. Or, you know, for my in my case, you don't want to be standing in a bunch of cow manure out in the field or have, for me, with my dairy cows, I always have them clean when I'm doing that type of filming so that it looks good. Sure. Because Be prepared. it's important. And for you to look good. One thing I tell my camera crew or any other camera crew, and I tell them this a million times, I don't want to see my butt on TV. And when you <laughs> shoot me, you shoot me from uh, the mid stomach up. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see the, my tummy, <laughs> and I don't want to see my butt. And I have to remind them of it because I want to look the best I can on you want camera. Give your best presentation. Yeah. And it's completely fine if you say that to anybody. You have to, I mean, it, and it may, might sound like, oh, well, that's something stupid to be thinking about, but it's not. We're professional people. This is our industry. We're as professionals. Is the, as is the media coming. Exactly. It might not be from one's lens as a win win, but it is because you're helping them come up with good content. Yes. By saying, hey, you know, this might be the best place to film at or a, a backdrop, for example, the colorful red barn. And uh, and it'd be okay to stage some things exactly. too, right? Have your hay bale and your pumpkin and some color or at least have some options and some props, if you will, for people when they come out. You're your own best advocate. And, and, and as somebody from the media too, coming into a farm, that's what I love to see is them saying, okay, this is what we did to this area. And a lot of times when we do pre-production, we'll go in and say, we'd like to film here. But we don't want to show uh, this. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we want to show your farm in the best way possible. So always think about that, of showcasing your farm in the best way possible and wearing something that is uh, you feel confident in. One thing that I do on my show is I wear hats a lot. When I put on a hat, Lisa, I feel like I can take over the world. Really? <laughs> That's it's great. Just, it's, I love your hat, but, <laughs> but it's, it it's, helps you. It's something that I, I put that on and I come into my own and I have all the confidence in the world. If I don't have my hat on, I'm less confident. So if you're somebody that, that feels the same way about that, or maybe there's a jacket that you wear, have that confidence. Stay away from white. White is not really good on camera uh, and film. Small checks, uh, stripes, those kinds of things really don't look good on camera. And think about those colors that are bright, those happy colors. So those are just basic things that I think about when I'm getting dressed for filming. And all, I have developed a quote-unquote costume for myself. I love wearing dresses. I love wearing barn boots. I love wearing hats. So I've incorporated that into my quote-unquote character on the show. And it's really just a way for me to be able to wear all the fun stuff that I want to wear. But it's, you know, it's uh, having that sort of um, creating your own persona. 
And that persona for a woman farmer, you could have two personas, right? You could have your public persona and what you wear when you do chores. Sure. And it still is authentic in telling your story by creating yourself as you want to be perceived. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, we should have our... And we all like do our chores and oh my dresses and, and boots, but, but, but uh, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Or when you're hosting an open house or things coming to the farm, you want people to have the image that you want. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing fake about that. A lot of times I milk cows in my pajamas. Nobody should be seeing me in my pajamas. <laughs> They're not cute. You know, And obviously I don't want the public to... That's why I have people that will find out where I live and they'll stop by sometimes when I'm doing like chores or something like that. And I've got my glasses on and I my hair is really messy. And I just think, you know, I don't mind if you visit, but let me know because I at least want to jump in the shower, please. <laughs> and that's, it's always just like, or, or, you know, let me see where I'm going to graze the cows so we can get there easier. But uh, so having those just different things of always putting your best foot forward and letting them know what, what you want to talk about too. If you have something specific that you want to make sure that gets in there, let them know. It is totally fine. They're looking for you to help them with that content. One it's thing, okay to lead the conversation. It's okay to lead the conversation. Try to limit the times you say, um, that's something that I struggle with all the time. My nephew, uh, he's 15 and I've interviewed him for the show. He says, what I do when I go to Subway is I practice saying my order without saying, um, so then when I'm on camera with you, I don't say it. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, very that's a smart really good idea. So he's But it's know. being conscious when you talk. It is how can I phrase it? It when you're talking to the media, I mean you and I are conversational, that's one thing, but when you're doing an interview with somebody you don't know in particular, it's okay to speak slower and be more conscious and think what you're doing. I mean, that helps me, I know, with the ums and the other things I add in is when I'm just talking slower. And it may Maybe something you want to practice. Your cousin actually has a really good idea because yeah. it's not the most natural per se, but your natural personality can still come through, but you can make your point. What I did before I started doing radio interviews is I had a friend who has done media out in the East Coast and she and I would set up a lot of mock interviews. And this is, ladies, this is something that is so helpful to do to break down those borders. So I would have, she would call me up and say, thank you. So, and she would just act like she was, you know, a radio personality. So we'd never say, oh, hi, let's do this. She just, okay, we're going to start right now. Right into it. No warm up. Yeah, good. And then we'd end the phone call and then she'd call me up and she'd say, okay, this is what I liked. This is what you need to work on. Let's try it again next week. And we did that over and over and over again. Because when I first, on that first phone call, I was, you know, and cause you, it's, it's different. Yep. And I know when I get nervous, I just talk faster. It's a natural <laughs> tendency, but nobody's rushing you. That's a great idea. And any of us can do that for each other. Because the question undoubtedly you will get asked by any reporter is, tell me about your farm, right? And that's the kind of question to have a rehearsed answer. Oh, for or, sure. You know, to have those couple of key questions or key points that you want to your point earlier you want to make it's you not what somebody else thinks about your farm what do you want them to know what are the key couple sentences and we should all have that written down we should all be studying exactly what we want to say about our farm Ex- you know i have with around the farm table i say around the farm table is a food and farming adventure where the blah you know yeah. my little thing that i've said a billion times and you say it a billion times and then that's what you're going to be doing and whether that's having your friend 
also put you on, uh, you know, your telephone and videotape you talking. It might seem ridiculous at first, but believe me, you're going to say, I'm glad I did that when you're going on talking to the media. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, uh, having those talking points or literally even writing them out for yourself, I think would help there too. How do you, uh, what advice do you have for talking about organics when it's one thing to talk about your personal story, but all of us have this broader shared mission of, of, of stewarding our land and changing the face of agriculture, right? And how do you get those bigger issues across through your own personal story? I don't really know if I do. You, like I talked about before is I just grew up this way. Yeah. So, but, for, that's your, but that's your perspective on it. Yeah. I mean, that is your story. Yeah. So I guess... How do I, tell, I get it across? You, you tell your own story. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what, yeah. Yeah. And I I guess what I talk about with as far as organics is what I've seen in the change from having a conventional herd and, and taking them organically and how my life got so much easier. Everything, just mm. all the problems just went away on the farm. And uh, I, you know, that's tough for me to answer. I don't know why. It's something that I do every day. Yeah. But but to think of some specific examples and have them again on your own little personal talk sheet of these are, especially for somebody who, for example, has come to a farm, is a new farmer and has seen the land change, has seen the soil fertility evolve, sees worms now, sees, you know, things that are different, uh, ways to quantify and qualify the impact of organics on your land or your business. I mean, there's just ways to... Uh, Give people some nuggets that this is moving things forward and that things are getting better and that we can have more of this. But but really, it is what you're talking about of sharing your personal story on it and how does that exemplify these bigger things because it's all made up of small-scale farms there. what When you interview people, what, to, to generalize, makes a good interviewee? I mean, are there things that... Uh, people do or don't do or should do when they talk to you? When people can connect with their passion of their farming. And that's one thing I work with uh, our other producer and he always says, let's, we want the viewer to be able to connect with why people do this, with the passion of what they're doing. And I can tell when I'm talking about my own farm and, and probably a lot of the listeners can too, is when all of a sudden you just feel like your blood's warming up and you're just smiling for no reason when you're telling these stories about your farm. That's Which is when you talk fast sometimes. I mean, I, no, no. I mean, you, you're right. We all, we all talk fast, you know, but it's something to think about is, yeah, but I, you're I, right. I, I but, thought I, I interrupted. But, but yeah, we do. But you want that though. Yeah. You want it balanced. Yeah. Excitement. But <laughs> yeah, it's all but that's practice. practice. That's practice. Yeah. 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 But when, when you're in that mode, that's when, that's when people can see it on you. That's when people can say, oh my gosh, I want to buy her pork because I know that she cares. I, I think... What we want people to know when we interview these folks or what I want people to know when I talk about my products is that I care so much about this. I care so much about how this is going to be healthful for you, how this is going to taste so good for you, your experience eating this product from these farms. I want you to say, I have to have this. And it's, you know, it's it's hard to do sometimes. It's from the heart. It's from the heart there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. But going back to what we were talking about earlier of the visuals on the farm, what to you as a producing a show constitutes a good visual? Like uh, it might be hard for people to even 
like, how do I know? Is it color? Is it is it lighting? Is it's it- if you can get your animals in the grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. The most challenging times for us to film is in the spring when everything's still you know muddy and everything like that, and we have to get these animals onto the grass so it looks the nicest. Think about. Grab an organic valley uh, carton of milk and look at the front of it. That's what you want. Your that's what you want people <laughs> to see, great right? Shots. Yeah, but they're, they're they're natural too. It's they're, not, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. And so think about and like you, you're the director, right? When someone's on your farm, you can direct them into saying, okay, this is. I want to. If you have a beautiful barn, like you said before, with the flowers in front of it, this is where I'd like to stand. Or this is my farm sign. I keep that looking nice. This is where I want to stand. And know what you don't want. So if that interviewer says, oh, let's get you over here, you can say, hey, no, I want to stay away from that area. You're not being rude. Mm -hmm. You're helping that person tell the best story they can as well. But visually, it's seeing that life, seeing the green in the grass, seeing those pretty chickens wandering around at your feet, seeing the flowers, seeing those colors, seeing what, what we always when we film, we always say, what do people want to see in the middle of winter? A lot of our shows air in winter. So we want to show beauty and warmth (laughs) to get us through those long winters. And that's one thing too, that is important for farmers to remember any farmers, but I mean, women farmers in particular to have some photos of yourself on file when the newspaper calls in January and wants to run something. Don't have them come out and shoot you then, you know? And and especially today with phones taking such good photos, to have some stock photos of yourself holding your bushel of tomatoes or, do you know, in, yeah. in peak season with peak color, I guarantee every time I've pushed somebody to take pictures, they were used in multiple contexts down the road. For sure. Well, High I've- resolution, good lighting. Yeah, I'm glad that I have those because I really didn't want to have to put makeup on and curl my hair today when you guys are no, coming. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it's just those, you know, it's, it's important to have those mm-hmm. things. One other great thing, if you're saying, hey, I don't know where I want this shot to be, put, if you've got a clothesline, find some vintage tablecloths that you can find anywhere, put them up. That's a beautiful backdrop. Yeah. It's also a beautiful focal point on the farm. My my dad is really the set design for our show and he has this great artistic view. That's the first thing he does if we have an event here. He'll go out and take certain uh, tablecloths, depending on the season, and put them up, you know. And, oh, that's and so a it's, great idea. And it evokes this sort of visiting your grandmother's farm. Or aprons farm. or something that yeah. people would associate and with there's that. there's nothing wrong with taking – everybody can identify with a farm, even if they live in a city, whether it was visiting their aunt, their grandparents. They all have this wonderful feeling of a farm. And if you make it a little hokey for them, all the better for it. Sure. And now we can go to Goodwill and buy vintage tablecloths and justify <laughs> it. But no, it's it's color. And exactly, exactly. Terrific. This is super helpful. Thank you so much, Inga, for everything you do and for sharing your story here on our podcast and all the best. And we will keep in touch. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out MOSESorganic.org.